and welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and yes, you guessed it, more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig, and I have an unfortunate announcement to start things off with. I think oh. the the bad advertisement corner is going to be placed on an indefinite hold uh, because it happened again. I got no ads. Mm. I am on the ad plan of Hulu. I think... That probably what happened, this started as soon as I got into season three. So I think less people like are making it all the way to season three. So they're just like not giving as many ads for those. Mm. Cam Konek, quirk ad skip. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until like season four though and people are watching that and then Cam's just gonna be like, I couldn't even watch one episode. I gave myself nine hours, but it was all it was ads. Like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll catch up in season four where it's just like I had to watch a one hour documentary about flow. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Please God. God no. Oh God. <laughs> No, but this is not a podcast about advertisements anymore. Not anymore, apparently. Uh, (laughs) Pour some out. Today we are doing Camp Arc 2 with a Roman numeral in my notes. It's episodes 43 through 46. Um, Yeah, it is. And goddamn, I love this anime shit. It's it's like I, I like there's always like a pre and a post uh like me reading the notes thing where I'm just like anime is very good and I'm just like mm-hmm. why do I even say that it's episode thirteen of this show I like it mm-hmm. yeah. I think the the important thing here is that this marks the first appearance of Aizawa Bun oh it does you're right. yeah it does and for those that listen to the the two heroes uh, episode this is the first appearance of uh, Jess's bear hoodie. <laughs> Jess yeah. is wearing the Hagakure bear hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to play Uno after this. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to punch a tentacle monster. And pretend everything is fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, Uno for all? Why did I say Uno for all? God damn it. Um, anyway, episode 43, Drive It Home, Iron Fist, which I, okay. Take me out <laughs> on dinner first. Oh, Iron Fist is in Tetsu. Mmm. I have just now made the connection of why it's called this. What? Really? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm dumb. Listen, I'm dumb, okay? Is Iron Fist his hero name? No. I know his real hero name. You'll learn it in season okay. five. It's very okay. good. Nate, I I just, I, I love that I am the person who is like, arguably has to do like i don't want to say the least amount of work on this show but like least amount of like like traditional christian brain work yeah and i'm like oh iron fist it's tetsu because he turns into metal done Mm -hmm. and i'm like but deku already did the big punch (laughs) anyway this intro slaps i say (laughs) the first part of this because i'm coming around to it i I am I promise. I it. It's still not my favorite, but it's good. So we get like a little refresher on Deku apologizing for dying before he gets <laughs> saved um, by Koda and punching the honey-baked ham man into oblivion. Oh my god. The Japanese voice actor for Deku fucking rules. He sounds like he is in excruciating pain while he's he's like fucking one for all yakunan percento. <laughs> it's like he's fucking, he really, really sounds like 
his voice is like breaking up and shit. But so Deku, like he's not good at fighting. So that was sheer force that did that. Like he's been told multiple times and will be told multiple times, you're a really predictable fighter. Not only are you based on the hero that has arguably been working the longest in the industry with your fighting style, but also you're a goddamn baby man and you just do good punches. So like he needed a million percent to knock out muscular, which is the guy's name, which is hilarious. I want my hero name to be baby man though <laughs> you said baby man i'm like that's yeah. a pretty good name yeah pro hero baby man he just has a fucking like like rattler or shakler shaker that just Ooh. is a morning star whoa yeah. okay we've got yeah. cams we've got cams uh yeah. pro hero <laughs> great it's me baby man <laughs> we cut to kuragiri as he asks shigaraki uh hey is the vanguard action squad interesting enough for viewers so that you don't need to show up <laughs> shigaraki's like nah i trust them they're enough by their by themselves which like that's huge character growth because he yeah. means it. He's yeah. not like putting on an act of just like, it doesn't matter if they die because I'm the main character. He's like, no, I trust them. He's like, they're trusted comrades I can count on. It's like, whoa. We are glossing over a very important detail about all of this, though. This he mm, Shigaraki is a gamer. I was he's just going to get into that. Yeah. yeah, It's not an RPG. It's a simulation yeah. game. Yeah. He's like, I've been playing it as an RPG. I can't do the fucking voice, but he's yeah. like, and it's a simulation <laughs> game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we live in a simulation. God. <laughs> oh my God. The fact that the main villain is a gamer, I feel like is accurate. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's got all those hands. So you can catch these hands and you can play all the video games. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I need to chip away. I need to do chip damage. He's like, I need to go DPS on this. Mm. I can't just be a black mage or whatever. It's like, shut up. Um, black mage is a DPS class. So mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually. So he's like, we aren't the only ones being oppressed. And he holds up a Bakugo photo. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. So they are, they're trying to recruit this guy because they're going to, he's, he's going to try to literally red pill Bakugo. Great. <laughs> Shout out to the picture they use. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of just holding up a picture of someone saying this person's oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a gamer. What do you expect? Like... <laughs> So Deku is basically at this point a wacky flailing inflatable arm flailing tube man and <laughs> yeah. he has no fuck he's he's got he's boneless fully boneless and he's like I got to get to Mandalay and give her the info so she can transmit it to the good guys about what's happening I'm getting a big uh, adrenaline high right now and I'm turning into a crazy person uh get on my back and I'm and let's yeet to victory guys <laughs> get on my back spider monkey <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> they did a good job in this episode of portraying what being on adrenaline in a crisis looks like though yeah like shout out to them for that because whenever your brain is like that it is just you are going a mile of minute and if somebody asks you to stop you keep going yeah 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 I hadn't thought about like the realistic state of Deku's brain until we started this and you two both talked about like, oh yeah, that's, you know, he thinks really realistically. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess so. I'd like, mm -hmm. it's a shonen thing. So I didn't like put mm -hmm. it into my brain that that was even possible. But like, yeah, he had crisis brain. He's yoked out of his mind right now. <laughs> Dobby uh, looks like he just didn't, he not only missed Aizawa, um, but he does take damage from his attacks. Like his, his like arm was smoldering after that. And that's why he like pulled away from it after mm. he, after he blasted it. Deku is not the only one apparently whose quirk and body are a mismatch. 
Razorhead Batman Piderman's on the wall though, and then he, <laughs> he erases the he erases Dobby's quirk, and then he fucking conks Dobby on the ground and yeah. quizzes him like the teacher that he is on uh, the numbers, locations, and where they are, and then he breaks Dobby's arm, um, just by like, like that. Like, how, you, how you doing over there, Jess? I remember the first time that I saw this episode, <clears throat> I uh, I took a Snapchat of Aizawa uh, pinning him down and holding his arm back and I said God wish that were me I just, just, yeah, <laughs> it's I, still true I yeah, yeah, I, yeah that yeah. makes sense yeah, there's, there's a lot of there's like Jess is eating today on, yeah. on today's episode yeah. Jess is eating good today for like so the past well couple of episodes that we've done honestly like there's just been good Aizawa moments yeah I, yes. season 3 season 3 does things to a girl sure I get it I get it there are some classmates that showed up here and this, this unfortunately distracts Aizawa into uh, Dobby being able to get up he like laments that he took a lot of damage and then he taunts Aizawa asking him if he can think if he thinks he can save all of the kids before he turns into goop. Aizawa has no clue what's going on here. He's like, well, what is your quirk? I don't. That would scare uh, the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude turned into diarrhea. <laughs> well, especially if you think that you're like stopping his quirk and then all of a sudden yeah. this man like just Right. and it's like yeah. whoa why is my thing that's worked my entire life broken what mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the nomu thing right where mm -hmm. he's like oh i erased your quirk and then he breaks your fucking orbital bone for that holds your eye in and you're like oh, um what though yeah. <laughs> damage from the fire was avoided so that dobby uh, like wouldn't break up faster basically um because he seems to be some kind of copy or something um, we cut to another Dobby, and twice, my favorite villain and literal Deadpool. He's just better Deadpool. I like twice a lot more than Deadpool. I, know. I like twice a lot more than Deadpool, too, because I don't I don't like Deadpool. I don't like Deadpool either. Twice rules. But twice is like a clear Deadpool reference. Right? 100%. He's the yeah. Only, yeah, absolutely. He's the only character with that kind of costume. He literally looks like what would happen if Spawn and Deadpool had a baby that was better yes. than both of them. Yes. Yeah, and ironically, his quirk is to spawn copies, right? Great. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love him, and he gets when he gets focus in the story later, it, it rules. So he's not mm -hmm. just like a like a fucking Bugs Bunny joke ass character. Like he's got some real shit going cool. on later. Dobby's like, well, I'm pretty weak. Like it's it's fine. Um, just make another one of me, and we need to like make more fires so that the heroes can't escape. And I love Twice's like split personality scenario where he's just like, no way, I'm gonna do that. Yes, sir. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Deku runs into Aizawa and like Deku babbles to him about the situation. Um, he is on a super adrenaline high, like we were saying, and he's about to leave when Aizawa is like, hey, hey, I'm your teacher. Let me tell you anything to do right now because your arms are broken and you are an idiot. So let me tell you something to do. Um, then we cut to Tiger and the rest. Uh, Spinner is like going full stained monologue he's like hero nankajane like, he's fucking he's fucking with his big stupid sword i can't quit thinking about him as gex <laughs> ever since we said that last episode i forgot about that i'm just yeah. like oh god he's just edgy gex give gex like 50 swords and tape them all together and that's him Instead of idolizing fucking TV, he just idolizes one dude. Yeah, honestly. And uh, Deku does a Tifa to the Cloud Buster sword and, <laughs> and kicks it apart. That was sick as fuck. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he interrupts him too. Like, he's <laughs> just great. like, you fucking heroes are smash. <laughs> and he's just like, ah. I love how over the course of these episodes, like how they kind of break the, like a lot of people's expectations with how monologues typically go. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're just like, no, fuck you. I'm just going to punch you in the face. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. That shit rules. Deku is just like, hey, uh, as he lands, his like arms are like wiggling. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross, uh. dude. Um, and he's just like, hey, um, Aizawa said something. So tell everybody this something. It's like, I don't know why they like keep it a secret of what he said, because they tell you what it is in this episode that yeah. the kids can use their quirks but it's it's whatever so Aizawa's thinking about Dobby's comment about saving the kids he's like really worried about this but he's comforted by the info that he gave to Mandalay about the kids being able to use their quirks he says whatever punishment comes from this uh, I'll take it and I said just shut up after that <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good like arc for Aizawa though yeah separate from like the like the jokey shit that sure, we're doing yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's so good because it reminds me of like when we had the USJ incident, like how he steps into like dad mode, mm-hmm. um, but like times 10, like mm-hmm. even just seeing Deku and Deku looks like shit. He's like he isn't mad anymore. He's like genuinely concerned. Like yeah. this kid is like running on pure adrenaline like this. This is not good. Like I know that I can't do anything to intervene right now. I just have to like give directives because yeah. like I don't want this kid to die. Yeah. He understands what is going on. Like mm-hmm. obviously I think I, I like I don't I think that's more of like the I'm not mad. I'm disappointed thing. With yeah. seeing like how badly he's beaten himself up, but also I do yeah. think that there is an element of he understands what's at stake here. He understands that he probably had no choice. And I think that it's important to point out that he goes harder protecting the kids than any other uh, mm-hmm. teacher in mm-hmm. any of the situations he's in. Totally. So with him being the way that he is, having a reputation for kicking kids out that aren't ready, you have to start thinking about just like, well, why is he like? He doesn't have like a family that I know mm-hmm. of. Like he doesn't have like I don't even know if he has loved ones. He's just got like Mike sort of (laughs) so it's just like well what happened in your past that made you like clamp down this fucking hard are you just that that much of a fucking hard ass Mm-hmm. But enough, again, enough about Aizawa's hard ass. Um, Mandalay <laughs> tells the kids that Aizawa says it's okay to not die um, before. We, he like super believes in, in, in the kids more than he lets on. And yeah. I and I doesn't want to lose anyone. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, don't die before we know what the fuck is happening. And I'm like, that's a cool line. Mm-hmm. In the English dub, he says, like, don't die before your journey begins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. yeah it's, it's it really was good. really good. Yeah. I'm like, yes, bitch, let's go. Yeah, it was it was a really good line just because like, I mean, that's that's what he's thinking as he does mm-hmm. this is like these are the future heroes and like they are not ready for this. They have been thrust mm-hmm. into things that they have consistently not been ready for. And he might have to see like the next generation of like these students, the people who you're you're teaching, who you're essentially raising and caring for, like like die and, and to have that future taken away for them. Like that's horrific. Trauma kids. Yeah. <laughs> trauma, trauma, trauma kids. He says in like episode three, there's nothing more tragic than a dream that ends before uh, that that ends too soon. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like from all of this stuff. Obviously, I'm leading towards something happened to Aizawa in the past. Yeah. And so it's just like I just keep thinking about that as time goes on. Of just like, oh man, uh, buddy, <laughs> the dad. He's trauma dad. Trauma dad. And something to think about too, because like I mean, here he is feeling so helpless. Is like. Obviously, different heroes are equipped to deal with certain scenarios or to like thrive yes. in certain environments. And Aizawa is not a forest rescue. He's mm-hmm. a city dude. Um, and mm-hmm. like, that's something that I noticed whenever he goes off into the forest. Like, he's not like, you know, jumping up on trees and like,
like doing stuff. Like he's just running. Like Mr. Compress is doing like, yeah, like yeah. he's he's fucking just like running with a child on his back and is just like, oh shit, ah oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean it's like one of those things whenever you see like Spider-Man and there's no high buildings, mm-hmm. like they're just like you kind of just have to run and like he's in yep. that situation where it's like he can't maneuver the same way that he might he doesn't have control like i don't know it's it's that sense of control from him is completely stripped away this episode he doesn't yeah. have any of the big buff heroes like he's not in an environment where he can do anything he has 20 children no god almost close to 40 children because b is there too actually 41 with kota right yeah, so, yeah. So he has 40 children all in various places of the woods which are on fire and poisoned and poisoned like this is a nightmare situation and he is like not only is he just responsible in the sense that he is like a teacher it's like he feels like he takes that seriously so at his core he feels responsible it's not just like oh this is my job it's not just that he is the teacher and needs to give a fuck but he's just like ah my 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 boys my my children i need to save them kota is like um uh, I want to say thank you to Mr. Deku. I hope he doesn't die. And as I was like, okay, well, um, Deku does not intend to die. So think about a better way to say it than what you just told me, and you'll you'll be fine. Tell him later. <laughs> he roasts this kid on being like, that was a poorly written apology. Yeah. Saying, Thanks, Mr. Deku. It's like, Aizawa, he just faced the, the literal killer of his parents. Can you chill out? <laughs> Mandalay is like, hey, Deku, lay the fuck down. And Deku's like, nope, sorry. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, that sign can't stop me. I can't read. Yep. <laughs> He's like, tell everyone that Kachan is a target. And Big Sis Mag is like, oh, you know that we're, that we're hunting somebody. And she's like, okay, I'll just kill him. Which is like, that like speaks to her character mm-hmm. so much of just like, uh, like she just switches her, her focus to Deku and is just like, oh, I got to kill him. He's on the kill list. Bye. Honestly, smart <laughs> like yeah i totally exactly. get it yeah there's there's very little loopholes of just like well why didn't the villains just blah, blah, blah? it's just like no she tried She's like hey i'm <laughs> this fucking nerd over here <laughs> yeah well especially like i mean he's half dead anyway he has been like tenderized yeah. he just needs to be thrown on the grill he could not <laughs> handle a fight like, no yeah and uh but spinner like stops her and is just like no stain recognized him as a real hero and Mag is just like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I love the villains. They have like such great, like different, everybody yeah. has different motives. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what somebody's motive is at the moment, you will learn later. Like trust that you're going to know like the backstories of all of the villains that you see. It's honestly fun to just see that Spinner, if anything, is maybe even a bigger fanboy than Deku is. Oh, yes, yeah. ex- exactly. <laughs> like, He's clinging to the ideology of Stain like so fucking hard. Oh, yeah. I love that. Even Spinner's um, mask, like it's yeah. very Stain. Straight up looks like Stain. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does like the Deku shit as far as like the ears on the on the costume to look like All Might's hair. Yeah, I I love the shot of him like straightening out his own hair in yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like Shut he up. looks like the fucking like this world's version of like the Spider Ham Peter Porker. But that <laughs> yes, is oh my god, yeah, oh my god. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that like little moment of distraction, Mandalay gets the upper hand and tells, uh, hey, uh, whoever Kachan is, watch out. <laughs> I think this is to, I think she transmits to ev- like everyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. So s- like Deku might have thought like, I'm going to code the message a little bit so that the villains don't know who I'm telling to watch out because I don't know how many people are on this list, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that we know somebody is 
on a list, but I'm not going to like say which one to watch out for. Don't want to give the uh, the villains the upper hand or something. Mm-hmm. Or he just said Kachan because he's a fucking loser. I don't he know. He was on adrenaline. His brain was not working. Like <laughs> <laughs> Bakugo is like, oh, do you want me to fight or do you want me to not fight? I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> Shoto is holding an injured student from 1B and Bakugo is attempting to fight escaped death row convict Moonfish, who is terrifying fucking horrifying yeah truly teeth shit fucks me up like oh oh my god dude it's just his like (laughs) you know how in horror they have like certain movement patterns they'll use just to like unnerve you like like the whole like like crawling backwards on the floor or like um like the the quick like the quick movement you know like the Mm -hmm. like the ring shit like this is so disturbing. This yeah. is the equivalent of like that crawling back on the floor like 100%. stuff, but your teeth are coming out. I, Ugh, I hate it. He's yeah. very and scary. For- and like forking, like his teeth are coming out and splitting yeah. and like, ugh. Uh, <laughs> what no. if your teeth were a metal spider that was sharp? No, 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 no thank no, no, you. No. <laughs> I get, Ugh. I get fucked up about teeth enough. Thank you. Exactly. It's so Ugh. bad. Ugh. Kendo, the gal from 1B that is basically like the, the class rep and uh, Tetsu Tetsu, um, put it together that not everyone knows about the gas because like they would have been they would have definitely been told about some poison gas if everyone knew um and so they're like well it's coming from one direction and it's not everywhere so maybe we can take it out and tetsu tetsu rules because he's like let's fucking go he says this stuff pisses me off let's do our <laughs> best <laughs> 1a has faced trauma and it's made them like to not do a pun or whatever, but like it's like forged them and made them like more hard edged heroes mm-hmm. and stuff. And he's like, it's I want to be the trauma kid now. <laughs> this is basically do you, what he's doing. Mom do said you? it's well, my turn for the trauma. <laughs> the trauma box. And it is. Um and I love how Kendo is like, oh, I like this side of you. It's mm-hmm. like, Kendo, you can you can you can <laughs> you can like a cute boy after you you get rid of the poison gas. Yeah, after you get rid of the murderers in the woods. <laughs> the gas is coming from a literal child whose name is Mustard, which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad name. And he's got a fucking gun. Yeah. <laughs> he is like a big fan of UA. And I don't know, like maybe he maybe he didn't get accepted into UA. He's the youngest villain I think they ever face. Mm-hmm. And so he's he like he loves UA and is like, don't fucking ruin my image of UA by by failing to me or whatever. And uh, I know you, Tetsu, you can harden. So I'm going to shoot the mask off. Um, and he's like, what are you trying to be the Terminator? I love the Japanese yeah. dub because or the the sub because they do a lot more pop culture references. And it's even funnier that this is like 150 years in the future and he's still talking about the Terminator. <laughs> I and think shit. they say that know. in the dub also. I, I, remember, oh, really? okay. I remember them talking about the Terminator. Because yeah. in, in season four, they talk about Totoro in the sub, but not in the dub. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know if they just totally ditched yeah. that. Like, I think Mustard's, like, get up and style fucking rules, though. Yeah. At least, like, aesthetically, I was like, yo, this is, like, it, it fits really well. And I was like, oh, this is kind of dope as fuck, even though this kid fucking sucks. No, I totally agree. Every time I see a new, like, villain, I'm like, yo, all right, yeah, let's go. And I'm just, like, What's never not impressed with how characters look in this mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 like, every character looks like it could be from a different show. But for some yeah. reason, I think, like, Jess said this a while ago, like, because of how quirks work, everything makes sense in the same world. It's the Fortnite of anime. Um, <laughs> it fucking literally is master chief coming to uh uh my hero i can see that jesus christ 
<laughs> so Tetsu is running out of um, hardening as uh, he's defending Kendo. Um, he keeps getting shot by this like fanboy, and he's taunted before Kendo steps in. He then insults her quirk because her quirk is big hands. Literally, her quirk is big fist. And he's and I said she must have been listening to this podcast because she says it's not the quirk itself that's important; it's how you use it. Mm-hmm. Motion of the ocean, and she just goes. That was dope. Like, it's that so was dope good. as hell. Yeah. I, I love Kendo a whole lot. Kendo's great. Yeah. Also, I like love this scene a whole lot because like I feel like any other anime that I've seen that has a character that's made of metal, if they were to take a bullet, it would just bounce off them and they would just keep going. Mm. But they're like, nah, this is a fucking revolver. This dude's gonna feel that shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it it just like helps illustrate the fact that like, you know, using your clerk is literally flexing a muscle. And like it just so happens that his quirk is a muscle that can sort of stop bullets. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and if he didn't eat enough spinach, then he can't fucking do mm-hmm. it enough yeah. for long or whatever. The physics of like knockback yeah. are, are very much in this anime, and like this Agreed. is something that we've talked about with Bakugo as well. As far as like, and even Deku, like we talk about like when they use their quirks, they have to train the rest of their body because like that. Mm-hmm. fucks them up like that the the mm-hmm. recoil the knockback and like this is something that we see with um tetsu tetsu here too is like it's not just a matter of like bullet equals dead human it's like if, if you could withstand a bullet let's say like you still have to deal with the fact that that is like the hardest fucking punch of your bullet. life yeah how yeah. many bullets can you withstand right yeah. yeah yeah shout out shout out to my boy he's good mm-hmm. kendo is like you've got a gun so that means i know that means that you can't fight and my name is kendo I, I i am a martial arts like you're fucked dude kendo has been like thinning out the the gas and apparently like mustard can f- i hate the sentence i'm about to say mustard can feel through the stinky cloud <laughs> i also hate that sentence you just said yeah it's not good so uh he gets tripped up and then uh tetsu fucking he punches him and truly makes the gas pass out Boo. good thanks nate thanks nate mm. from yesterday for writing that so Deku's running around with no fucking arms, and he's looking for Bakugo. And speaking of arms, one reaches out from the dark and grabs him, uh, grabs his arm. And speaking of arms, he's <laughs> rescued by the man with six. Well, actually, five, five now. It's yeah. Shoji. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, it's okay, though, because my arm made an arm, and the arm got bit off, not my arm arm, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> fucking SpongeBob reproduced by budding ass. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. He's a real octopus, it's right? Great. Like he could get it yeah. cut off and he's just like, oh, well, hold on. It'll, it'll be it's fine. It's great. I love him. <laughs> um, Tokoyami is the one that actually did the damage to Deku here. Um, it's uh, it's it's nighttime and Dark Shadow's going fucking sicko mode. Talk about revelry mm. in the dark. There it is. Mm. <laughs> he's like, watch out. Go away. Forget about me. You'll die. I don't know his backstory. Um, They haven't said it at all, as far as I know. And I joked about it a little bit, but like, he's killed before, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that you figure out what his quirk is, what it does, what the limitations are, the like freaking out in the dark thing. There's no way that Mm -hmm. you learn about that without having an incident. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And him being a goth kid too, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, what happened to you, bird boy? Um, he's a bird with teeth, yeah. though, which is like, he's like. Ugh. And like, it's just like neck up. Yeah. Also, like he has human hands. Yeah, he's a he's a bird with fingernails. <laughs> I like this bit a lot, though, because like, obviously, you know, this was around the time where whenever I was watching the show for the first time, um, this was around the time where I'm like, OK, I think Tokiyami is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I 
the the idea that I think it's one of the first times that they like or it's one of the first times that I've at least I've noticed where like your mental health like drastically affects your quirk um, because mm-hmm. like not only like they mention whenever you know dark shadow gets fucking cut loose and just goes on the rampage like they mention not only the fact that it is dark and dark shadow becomes stronger at night but he can't control it because he's so on edge and felt like handyman i forgot his fucking name already handyman shoji that shoji like uh, that him getting injured was his fault and like that guilt and stress and like anger just all wrapped up into this fucking volatile explosion of a very scary bird. Yeah, he's he's like he's like Black Magic Hulk. It's yeah, like wild. It's I so love fucking him. cool. Oh my god, I love him. Yeah, like like bro, I have BPD. I can't even control myself when I get too sad. Sure. <laughs> Let alone do I have a like a, a weird bird jest that comes out of yeah. my belly button and like says I haven't had enough fun yet or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like Dark Shadow in this like it's fucking terrifying too. Yeah, like, he goes he goes from Looney Tunes to like like horror show real quick. Yeah, fucking JRPG final boss in like an instant. Like the, that fucking like and it like envelops him and shit. Oh, yeah, God. and like the just like like I'm probably jumping ahead of you a little bit, but I'm gushing now. Uh, but like the fucking uh, like a bit where like his eyes where they were normally like very like sharp and like a triangle were like fucking just all over the place and like just taking over the rest of his body and were deep red is mm. dope and terrifying. Yeah, his eyes were like going down his like neck and shit. Yeah. Dark Shadow is so fucking cool. Episode 44, Roaring Upheaval. Uh this intro slaps. Uh if the kids want to keep going, they need to handle this Dark Shadow like scenario. Moonfish was the one that cut the arm off of uh Shoji and Tokiyami like couldn't stand to see his friend be hurt even though he knew he was okay and his like rage fed into dark shadow and like i kind of think that they're the same person Mm -hmm. like dark shadow and him they never talk they never talk at the same time there isn't ever info that one knows that the other doesn't know and just in my own little like headcanon brain i'm like i think you're just one person and you are you're letting out certain emotions in one side of it. Mm. This is a joke sentence that a lot of people say now, but it gives me a lot of persona vibes. You get a lot of boss baby yeah, get vibes. A lot of boss baby. <laughs> but yeah. like uh the like persona three, four, and five are all about like manifesting like your inner will as like something mm-hmm. that can take form and help you like, you know, fight and enact your will. And like that is something I can draw like draw a lot of parallels with when it with regards to Dark Shadow. Like I absolutely to me from like a mental health like analytical perspective, uh Dark Shadow, especially when he just gets fucking cut off the chain or like really cuts off the chain himself. Mm-hmm. Um like it, it just very much comes across of like it, it's it, it's kind of like a metaphor for whenever you just like fucking really badly spiral in a very destructive way and just start mm-hmm. taking down a lot of other people with you <laughs> and your and your pope motorcycle goes crazy or whatever happens in person that is <laughs> correct actually yes it is <laughs> yep, a pope motorcycle <laughs> uh and i love it um but yeah no like it, if there is like some like later on like character in-depth like discussion about like tokiyami and i don't know if we ever like get to that point or anything but like if if there is some discussion about like what dark shadow is as an entity and if it turns out to just like be a reflection of him like i would completely understand and like totally get that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love tokiyami so much it's the only time i'm gonna have big brain takes on this fucking show yes good i mean he literally is a persona character <laughs> yeah, no, he is, that absolutely. is the crow so you're good so they need to lead him to the light um but all they have is big arms like that's literally all they got and deku doesn't even have arms so yeah. shoji's like 
All right, so you need to decide whether you're going to move on and try to save Bakugo or save me um, because, uh, like I, I said, I'll, he'll, I'll be a decoy octopus and let him get away, let Deku get away. Helping people comes with risks. That's why heroes are heroes. Um, I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. I, and, like, Shoji's cool. Like, this is, like, the only time, really, that he gets any character development, but you, yeah. like... You get an image in your head of like who Shoji is from this of just mm -hmm. like, you know, a very serious, very like pretty normal dude. But he is like very selfless and um, he knows himself, which I think is yeah. really cool. He's a, he's a good guy. Shoji's yeah. a good guy. Um, Deku has a fucking Kobayashi Maru moment. And he's like, no, I'm going to choose everyone, actually. So Shoji and Deku lead Dark Shadow. with I love the little diagram yeah. they show of like the arms on either <laughs> side being like. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> yeah. So they um, lead it to Shoto and Bakugo so they can subdue him and, and join up and save both people that Deku was told to forget about and move on. Moonfish is like jealous of Dark Shadow now <laughs> and is just like, hey, come back. I want to kill these kids. It's my it's he says in Japanese, it's my uh, right to see the cross sections of these children. I'm like, Jesus Whoa, Christ. Jesus. The fucking like bit where Dark Shadow just takes him out to like. He gets whomped without a thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if Dark Shadow can like get that strength built up with control, that's sort of what like uh, All Might said to him at the sports festival of just like, dude, your quirk is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, like, oh, I just keep going back to the bit where like he fucking snaps his teeth. Huh. Yes. <laughs> he straight up crushes him. Yeah. Yeah. And then just throws him against a fucking tree like he's nothing. It was mm -hmm. awesome. And then the uh, the kids put uh, Dark Shadow back in his Pokeball, and it's all good mm -hmm. to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's basically a Pokemon, too. So this is why Cam's it's Cam's favorite character. I mean, yeah, you're fucking right. I mean, what is Persona if not just super anime Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> Tokiomi's great. <laughs> like, I, like, the embarrassment you must feel after that, like, you can see exactly. that on his face. Like He's like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. And Shoji's like, hey, let's apologize later. Yeah, we, we mm -hmm. got shit to do. But like, yeah, no, it like I have absolutely had severe mental breakdowns before. And like, <laughs> dude, fucking just one to one. Exactly what happens here. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I've also had like mildly public facing yeah, mental breakdowns right. where I've had to then be like, ha, sorry, hey, <laughs> guys. Uh, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Not me having flashbacks right now in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, you know, same. <laughs> Let's move on. Listen, uh, it's fine. It's fine. Shoji, Shoji loves you. It's fine. Um, Bakugo is an idiot and has not a thought behind those eyes at all. No. As everyone plans, he's like, it's it's a meme on TikTok right now of like Bakugo being like, huh? <laughs> huh? That video, huh? That, that scene is great. Huh? Like his face it's is good. like, his face straight up looks like fucking uh, Electro dude zapped himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looks like Kaminari's yeah. like dumb dumb mode, yeah. But like uh like Recovery Girl said, you have to have a general competency competency with everyone, making teamwork easy, and like these kids got it. Mm -hmm. So they're like Deku's like, okay, you do this, you do this, you do this, got it, break. And Baka goes like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Who what are your names again? So uh cut to um Uraraka and Sue who are fighting Toga, the blood girl. Um, she saw them at the festival, which means just like Aizawa said to Shoto and Momo, the enemy knows more about them than they know the enemy. So I love that that pays off 
right now with them just being like, I don't know what your deal is, but you know exactly what my deal is. Mm-hmm. And so like, ugh. Froppy makes her a rocka fly for a change of pace and uh, says like, we're only allowed to defend ourselves. We're not allowed to fight. It's like she trusts the pros from her like internship experience. She's like, really like, we got to go by the book. He didn't say that we can punch. We can only defend ourselves. Toga likes Sue's nickname and wants to call her that too. But Sue is like, I only let people that I want to be friends with call me that. And like, I don't know, you flash back to like all the times she told people to call her Sue. Mm-hmm. And like, that was her telling everyone, like, I want to be friends with yeah. you. And like, I don't know if this is reading too far into stuff, but like, for me, um, Sue exhibits a lot of like autism like behavior. It's never said or anything, but I like that people that are like her can at least have someone to relate to who doesn't have to deviate from her like personality to be an important person. She speaks her mind like almost to a fault. She just she doesn't hold anything back. She doesn't she cannot lie. She thrives on structure. She isn't emotional and she's like super stoic. And so like there are real people like that. So like it's cool that she's still like a cute girl in high school that is a hero and has all that stuff. Hashtag girl boss. It's cool that she's not because I I feel like so many times you see characters who are more like stoic or autistic or or just are like they're blunt rather than emotional. They're logical rather than emotional. Um, They're always portrayed as being like kind of assholes um, or just like robots. Yeah. yeah, Or robots or just like they like they're completely uncaring. Like they they don't have like the, the social skills to communicate with people properly and like there's something at fault there like that's their problem that's something they should fix on and be better um mm-hmm. and like that's not true with sue she's more of a human representation of that like she's more she's closer to re- the reality of it it's like you can you can be somebody who follows the rules and who is more blunt and who is more you know no nonsense and like still be a very caring person who you're your objectives your mission is to still uplift and to help and to be a friend Mm -hmm. and if you're on that that spectrum like i said if you like she is definitely someone who thrives on structure Mm -hmm. like like literally to a fault she she does Mm -hmm. um and so like no i can't (laughs) i can't go against the rules i was told i can do this i have to trust Mm -hmm. this like Mm -hmm. i was told something i have to follow through with Mm -hmm. it it's just like sue fucking rules yeah sue is for me maybe like the most relatable Mm -hmm. character in the show for sure yeah Toga is like obsessed with blood, like whatever her quirk is, um, it must be making her this way, sort of like with stain, mm-hmm. where if your ability is to like make people stop, then like you want to make people stop. Um, and so she's like, I got to get some blood. I got, I just, I can't, I can't fucking live without <laughs> this stuff. We got to go. Uraka uses her gunhead martial arts skills here. Fuck yeah. And like that knife training really came in handy. I fucking, in Japanese, she's just like, gunhead martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking like twists her around and shit. Ah, it's so fucking good. I like to think though that Toga is truly just like a very unhinged evil me because she is just like <laughs> thirsty as fuck for blood and for <laughs> for boys and for girls and for yeah. everyone. Oh, she <laughs> is. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like horny personified. Yeah, she's horny on main is her quirk. Actually, <laughs> absolutely. Um, she always has. I'm I'm sorry. I have to say it. She always has like the horny girl anime blush going on. Oh, like, all the time. Always. Yeah. And you know what? I like that for her. Sure. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Love. The- good. Good for her. Good for I'd, her. I'd say as long as you're not hurting anybody, but you know she is. So she definitely <laughs> is. 
you know, there's, we can work on that, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Koga's like, Uraka, you're just like me. You, you like, I can smell your blood. You love someone, loves them so much that you want to be them. And she said she wanted to be like Stain when she was introduced. And Uraka said a couple times that she wants to be like Deku. So like Toga is dead right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's completely like the Yandere type mm -hmm. like character archetype. She's like, I, I like people that are beat up and bloody. Uh, I was always cutting up. I was always <laughs> I was always cutting up my partners, though, and, and wanting to be them. We're a couple of regular gal pals, huh? Uraka. And Uraka's <laughs> like, I'm mortified, actually. <laughs> so like whatever her quirk is, is making her. Not making her like this, but she just it, she just am this way. When being horny on main goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has this kink, right? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Jess, I got I got some news for you. Uh, <laughs> she gets uh she gets blood from Uraraka and like she's like, suck, suck, suck. I'm like, stop it. Stop <laughs> no, it. No, done. Go to horny jail. <laughs> yeah. Deku squad is here and chases her off, but before she leaves, she sees Deku all beat up and like immediately falls in love. And in Japanese, at least, she goes, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of bye-bye, where the fuck is Bakugo? <laughs> we get our answer from Mr. Compress. I love him so much. That He's does not great. surprise me, actually. I feel like that is a very cam villain. Mr. Compress is yeah. fucking incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, he's like a gentleman thief yeah, type. Rules. Bitch. Oh, fuck yeah. And he's a showman. Um, and he's like older than the other villains. He's like being theatrical. He's like, I, like here are our motives. I'm supposed to kill Deku and capture Bakugo. And anything else I do is, is bonus and improvisation. Ha ha. He just reminds me of like a very competent evil tuxedo mask. Mm, yeah. I literally call him, t I, I called him tuxedo mask later awesome. on. Good, here, so good, absolutely. Good, good, good. I love that. Yeah, me too. It's great. <laughs> this is one of my favorite fucking character tropes of any character or anything. If you give me just a fucking stupid ass magician, I am in. Cam likes the gentleman thief archetype. Yeah, shout out to, again, Persona 5, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> whoa he is a phantom thief oh yeah you're right yeah like seeing as how past behavior of bakugo has been so shitty on television like yeah he always looked like he was gonna get sasuke so like oh, this yeah. makes sense so this would be the first step in big that big vegeta energy here mm -hmm. and he's like i want bakugo to have a choice he should have a choice to be a villain or a hero shouldn't he mm -hmm. um and he stole he stole tokiyami too because honestly tokiyami if they just somehow, like, you know, make him in the dark all the time or whatever, they got a cool villain on their hands there, right. too. Shoto tries to take him out, uh, but he escapes. Being that he's a magician, he does some sleight of hand shit uh, and escape artist stuff, and he's fucking, he rules. Dobby and Twice are on their way to meet the rest of the villains, but they see Aoyama. Like, maybe they see him. I don't know. Aoyama says they locked eyes, but Dobby would have, like, killed him. I don't know. It's, it's like a weird moment, but there's, mm -hmm. like, a... Turns out there's a Nomu here that is super chainsaw man. I don't know what the fuck is happening with him. It's scary. It's very scary. Yeah. He only responds to Dobby. So it's like, oh, do Nomu only respond to like one person's commands? Because I guess all the other Nomu were just like locked to Shigaraki. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's like, well, we got our we got our we got our marbles. Um, let's let's leave. So meanwhile, there's a B student named uh, uh, Awase who is running away from Nomu with Momo which is a hard sentence to say. He's like stuck to her in a weird way, but that's his quirk. Before they can get literally totally killed, they uh, the Nomu gets called off and Momo puts together that this is like, oh shit, they must've gotten Bakugo or accomplished their goal in some kind of way. 
And she totally learned from her exam. Yeah. She's like, what's the best thing to do right now? Okay, here's the plan that we are doing right now. I'm not going to think about it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And she fucking gives Awase like a, a command and he fucking puts a little tracker on Nomu with his quirk, which must be to stick things to flesh, which is disgusting, but cool. Yeah, it looked mm-hmm. like it was like he was kind of welding it to its flesh. That's what I was going to say. I was like kind of like welding it in. Yeah. Weld is the name of his quirk. Mm-hmm. Cool. So fucking sick. <laughs> really interesting. It's like. You think about how these kids passed the entrance exam with killing the robots and stuff like that. And it's like, you you must have done like a Minetta type thing where you like stuck it to something and tripped it and killed it or something. Yeah. Back with the cats, the villains are getting tied up. Mandalay says that Spinner didn't even use his quirk. It's like, what is your even, what is your deal? Is your deal to have a big knife? What is your fucking problem, man? Um, We don't learn his quirk for a long time. Uh, He's ranting about Stain and wanting to take Ida out for being a fake hero. It's like, fuck, you're fucking, what a fucking weeaboo, dude. Chill. Get it, dog. Chill the fuck out. Big Sword's compensating for something. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Just then, Kuragiri is just like, all right, time to go home. Yuxedo Mask is on his way to get Kuragiri <laughs> to get to Kuragiri faster. And uh the kids can't keep up with him. And so Deku's like, toss me. And Urarak is like, hold on, let me put some two by fours on your fucking arms so you don't like, I don't know, break them even more. And uh she yeets everybody with Sue. That's like their their like signature move. Urarocket and Sue are just like make them float and throw them. Got yeah. it. It looks like Toga's job was to get like at least three people's worth of blood. For some reason, it doesn't matter who. She says, oh, I, I got one person, um, but I did meet a boy that I like. And twice is like, oh, who was it? Me? Sorry, I can't, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking love him. But before twice can continue spilling his guts to Toga, he's silenced by Dobby. But before Dobby can finish saying anything cool, he's interrupted by an injured hero falling from above. Wow, what a twist. Episode 45, what a twist. What a twist. This intro slaps. Uh, back in time... And with the failure crew plus is what I have them labeled as <laughs> the the class boys. Vlad and the Normies is another good band name. Good band name. You're right. Mm-hmm. Another Dobby rushes in and is about to take out some of the kids just for fun. But he's pinned to the wall by Vlad, who uses his quirk blood control on them and keeps them in place. Gross, I say. <laughs> um, Vlad's quirk is... He can harden his blood and move it as he wants. Okay. He's got tubes in his back. This (gasps) makes me think of two separate things. And that is Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, When Katara can do that shit, when she learns about like the blood bending. Mm -hmm. It also reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist. um, Because one of the characters in that show... His like alchemy that he does is his blood. And he like at one point is using it like he's like his veins, like shooting and stabbing people with his mm, own blood. Yeah. And it anything that has to do with like people using their blood or manipulating in blood immediately just like like horror movie makes my skin crawl and like I feel it. Like I feel it in my wrists and stuff. I hate it. Ooh. Shout out shout out to that Mortal Kombat trailer with the fucking blood knife that shit's dope as hell god (laughs) and it must hurt like a motherfucker or like just how it would feel oh yeah i don't like it and like weirdly enough i'm not afraid of like needles or getting blood drawn or like like anything like that but when i see people like manipulating it and like Something about blood moving on its own is like not 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 it. No. And like Vlad has a lot of scars on him. And so you're just like, man, what must it be? Like he is a pro hero, Mm -hmm. a teacher at the most prestigious school. How wild must his training have been to just be like, 
Okay, so I cut my femur like area open, and like I guess my blood comes out there, and then I make a st a sword with it, and but then I don't have a bunch of blood in my body, but I do have a weapon. It's like it's like a <sighs> wild thing to think about, like what his his training must have been like. But Dobby says, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna give you the the rundown right now because I'm just a fucking clone, probably or whatever. Uh, if too many incidents happen like this, society's gonna be shaken up, and uh, stealing a kid is gonna be wicked integral to that." Mm. Aizawa shows up and satisfies a wish many people have, and steps on the clone until he dies. <laughs> He's just like steppy, 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 like a like a million times. He's like die, 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 die. Love it. And fucking Kaminari is like, um. I think you got him. <laughs> he turned into diarrhea. You're good. Um, Aizawa's like, fucking stay here. I'm leaving now. And then that's like our little like flashback or whatever. Back on the villain fight, it looks like Compress can use his quirk on himself. And he like dodges uh, Dobby's attack, like real Dobby's attack. The fight is like totally on now. And Shoto is like uh, on the kill list as well, apparently. And Toga wants to get Deku's blood. So they all have like slightly different motivations for fighting, but they're all fighting. I love that. Shoji saves Deku and she's like, you're not my type, but I'll cut you anyway. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. Big, big okay. desperate Tinder vibes. We get it. We know the pandemic is going to end eventually. We understand. <laughs> so, just do what you got to um, do, you know? Twice has like a measuring tape blade. Yeah. What the fuck thing. is that? I, he, he needs to know... Um, like a bunch of measurements to make a copy. Oh, so okay, his weapon cool, is a sharp measuring that, tape thing. That rules, actually. Which is hilarious. Uh, he explains that later on, but like if, if you have that in your head now, then it, I may mm -hmm. as well explain it, right? Mm -hmm. He is being a clown and just being like, that's hot when the ice is there and that's cold when the fire is there. It's like, <laughs> shut up. Um, meanwhile, the actual clown, Compress, has misplaced Bakugo, sort of the same way Deku just did earlier. Um, and Shoji saw Compress's sleight of hand and figures like, since I have three times the hands, I can steal three times as good with the sleight of hand. <laughs> and I say, he stole the balls right out of Compress's sack. Uh, okay, all right. Never, Move on. Um, they, they run, but Nomu and Kurigiri are there. Time to leave. Compress says, uh, sure, let's, uh, you took those balls, but be warned, you didn't watch the birdie. Uh, never mind. Uh, then reveals that he had he had the pecker and the sweaty grenades in his mouth the whole oh time. Oh, my God. Nathan Brandt. <laughs> Anyway, Compress duped the boys um, uh, and like basically was like, I knew you were going to steal that. So I put some fucking ice cubes in there. Fuck you. <laughs> and he's about to leave when surprise fucking Aoyama from the bushes is just like <laughs> <laughs> shoots them. I love like when when Compress takes his like mask off mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, it like makes him like a little bit more scary than yeah, just like this does. goofy <laughs> like yeah. guy that he is. I have a big feather in my top hat. <laughs> Gorsh. Aoyama's here and blasts him in the face with his pelvis. Uh, And that's the end of those jokes. Um, Compress drops oh the prisoners and everybody's like scrambling to get them. Deku fucking just immediately trips because he is He's, like turbo injured. Yeah. If Deku made it, like I'd be like, okay, show, come on. <laughs> exactly. And like, like Jess said in like uh, the earlier episodes like the show really knows when to make Deku lose yes yeah. and this is one of those moments um Shoji grabs one of them and that turns out to be Tokoyami which is cool he saved him that rules but Shoto um is going for the other one and he fails to catch Bakugo um who's now in the hands of Dobby and Dobby's like oh how sad for you Shoto Todoroki it's like you 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 messy bitch that loves drama shut up yeah. oh how sad for you Shoto Todoroki <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Deku jumps uh, at Bakugo, but is told not to come by Bakugo. 
It's like, don't come after me. And that's it. Villains get away with Bakugo. Forces on fire. Heavy injuries. Ragdoll is missing. Kids are shaken. Deku, like, lets out this feral scream, at least in Japanese. And, like, yeah, his injuries and failures are just catching up to him. And he's, it's a bad day for Deku. Yeah, not having a good time. And he doesn't have a shirt on. 15 kids are in serious condition. 11 have minor injuries. 13 are unharmed. One is missing. Uh, Pro Hero is missing and three villains are captured. Deku's arm is, both arms are fucked. Camp is over. Bad, bad day. Later, um, it looks like word got out to the public. This wasn't like a secret thing like the USJ situation kind of was. Um, And while UA wanted to fast track the kids to be ready for villains, it seemed to kind of have the opposite effect. A little bit. (laughs) Nezu is embarrassed. And uh, Mike says, uh, we got soft in peacetime. And like, that's exactly... What happened? Yeah. And All Might is mad as fuck. He says, I'm angry from the bottom of my heart at my own cowardice. They were fighting for their lives and I was taking a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Very All Might thing to say, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Snipe is like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened at this whole school. Kind of is. <laughs> like... And and Mineta's here. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's oh. say something. God, if, if we got through the fucking camp and they were just, they just fucking just popped one in the back of the fucking dome of Mineta, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I get it. Yeah. Why couldn't he fight Mustard? <laughs> Nezu explains Bakugo is definitely scouted and I understand why. Mm-hmm. Mike speaks up and lays forth the question that we are still, as of chapter 305 in the manga, we do not have an answer to. How did the info leak? Who leaked mm-hmm. it? He says there must be a traitor amongst us because only the teachers and the pussycats what was happening. Mm-hmm. And Nezu says, at the very least, I trust all of you, but I can't prove completely that I'm innocent either because we're all suspects, mm-hmm. right? But for now, we have to make sure the students are safe. And so, since we're not having a bad advertisement corner, yes. welcome to Nate's Theory Dome. <laughs> where- theory Dome. <laughs> so now we're talking about traitor theories. As I said, there's no right answer for this because we don't know yet. Um, anything could happen but I have a couple of theories. Um, a game theory. And, and if this ruins your perception of the characters, just keep it in mind that this is just me galaxy braining. Here's in order of feasibility, here's my theories. Aoyama is like not seen during all of these events and he maybe made eye contact with Dobby and Dobby was like, you're with us, you're good. And kept moving. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's Aoyama. Mm-hmm. He's weird as fuck, who knows? Uh, it could have been Hagakure. Her name in Japanese is a pun for a leaf disappearing. And there's a quote by G.K. Chesterton, which <laughs> is, name. where does a wise man hide a leaf in a forest? Um, and so I'm like, what are, you, what, are you trying to say, what are you trying to say there? What are you, do, what are you doing? Um, she also, in the USJ incident, was like, Oh, I like I was with Shoto and Shoto's like, you were with me? Oh, I almost killed you. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, she wasn't there. <laughs> she was there. I mean, to be fair, we couldn't see her also. But exactly. You know. <laughs> Wait, shit. We all have Hagakure figures at our house now. Oh, like shit. I, I'm just putting that together. Oh my god. I'm like, <laughs> I have a Hagakure figure on my anyway. Right, good, but good. here is the main one from me. I don't fucking trust Nezu. Okay, mm. I don't fucking trust Nezu. He had that that big monologue about how the smart villains are the ones to stay in the shadows and control things, and his quirk is to like 
make plans and be like extremely smart and he's he's an animal that got experimented on and so i'm like what are you doing mm. what are you doing <laughs> who experimented on you or are you getting revenge like what is your deal but here here's like the ultimate one right who have we said in amongst the students that we have no idea truly no idea how he got in Minetta. well yes that one but he like i said he probably like stuck some robots to a thing right like sure. Not necessarily him. It's Coda. Yeah, say Coda. Yeah. Who can mm. control animals? Mm. Somebody who is the head of the school is explicitly the only animal that has a quirk. Mm. So I'm like, and the info that got to the villains uh, didn't have specific info that Nezu would probably know. So I'm wondering if Coda, if he is that guy, right? Mm -hmm. He got the info and does, he just doesn't know what he doesn't know either. He just knew like when and where and stuff like that and then transmitted that info. So I don't, I don't trust Coda, but at the same time, Nezu maybe let Coda get in, gave him fake points on the exam to have a fall guy in case he ever got caught. Mm -hmm. um, and Coda is a good, good boy for real. And Nezu is the one that is like actually, whether he's working with All For One, whether he is a villain in his own right, or whether he's literally doing the, his his quirk is to predict chain reactions, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, are you trying to make heroes better by fucking them up? Like, are you trying to make the trauma kids? Like, what is, I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust Nezu either, so. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's really it. And also that he, whenever he's around uh, Suka Uchi, the guy that can literally, he is a lie detector, he, he doesn't give an answer to anything. Mm. And I don't fuck, he says, at the very least, I trust all of you, but I can't prove that I'm completely mm. innocent either. He doesn't say that he's mm. not. Mm. He doesn't say that he is. I'm like, mm. <laughs> fucking mm. rat. <laughs> mm. um, so those are my theories. Some people think it's Kaminari, but I don't believe that one. But No, uh, I don't either. Kaminari is a good boy. Kaminari is objectively too stupid, I feel like. And I say that in the nicest possible way. Mm -hmm. Or is he? Yes. There is yes. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a theory <laughs> that, when he's a, that when he's dumb, that's really a, uh, a split personality because electricity has a positive and negative flow. Uh, and so dummy boy is mm. actually a bad guy. But... That's just a game theory for now. That's uh, I just wanted to get that out there because I've had these like paragraphs written for like months and now mm -hmm. I could I was like, oh, I can move these to the real script. But that's it. I just want you guys to think mm -hmm. about that. And every time you see Nezu, just yeah. I Nezu Nezu gives me weird vibes. He always has. So like I'm I'm about that theory. He kept All Might from going to USJ. I don't trust anybody that can drive a mm -hmm. crane and laugh and drink tea without spilling it. <laughs> That's just a, exactly. that's just something that I've I've just never done that in my life. That's just a principle that I've always had. So oh my god! And so is Nezu. Nezu's a principle we've always had. Too. Okay, but um, so before Nezu can suggest like a suggestion of like what to do, um, All Might's phone goes off in a meeting with sound on, like the boomer that he god, is. God, he's and, such like, a fucking boomer. He's like, what kind of hero even am I? It's like I'm sorry you couldn't defend the mm. nine trillionth person yeah. in your career, dude. Um, but it's Sukauchi, and he's like, we got a breakthrough on the case. Uh, Cat cop got some info on a dude with a patchwork face, and this was irrelevant before, so we ignored it. But now that Dobby's a league member, then we know that um, we got a lead on Shiggy's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cat Cop, also just 
great. I also, and like, I know we kind of move past the, the conversation that the professors are having, but I feel like there's so much like valuable insight in that conversation. Um, yeah. And something else that I like that they go back to, because obviously we talked about on this podcast is like, hmm, maybe the sports tournament was a really fucking bad idea. Because they're like, oh, like this is to put on a brave face, blah, 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 blah. And even the kids in 1A were like, hmm, this seems like really weird considering what happened. Yeah. And now it is coming back to bite them in the ass majorly because it looks like they're more concerned to the public with showing off than protecting their yeah. own fucking students. And mm. like on top of that, like they flat out say Bakugo was recruited because he showed aggressive behavior in that yeah. competition because they yeah. weren't ready for that because they had been missing so much fucking class dealing with villains. Yeah. And all the villains know what their fucking abilities are now mm -hmm. because they were in the fucking sports fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's they were literally in a poker game and they're like, well, you know what? I'm not worried about what cards you have because I have a two and a six. <laughs> and then they lost the hand and they were like oh fuck fucking austin powers ass i also like to live dangerously <laughs> yeah it just shows though like that they're like the villains are right and that like they they're all about flash at this point like the mm -hmm. reason like they're in this time of peace they think that it can be like this this like showy like ah, oh, look at how great the heroes are look at our golden boys look at our look at our yeah. athletes like they don't think of it as this responsibility anymore it's it's grown into something that is unethical and like yeah. they they did all of these things without actually genuinely thinking about what they were doing to these children and what they were putting out there and what information right. they were giving the general public about a bunch of 15 year olds damn stain <laughs> Literally though, it's just like I'm sitting here going like bingo, motherfucker. <laughs> I was watching this though, and like whenever they start talking about how these 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 heroes are lazy now because um it's for them it's like this nine to five job when they're not on the clock they don't have to worry about it and it's really really like good paying and it's the same frustration that I think a lot of us have with like our politicians who we pay these disgusting salaries these politicians who like this the fucking woman who just went in there and voted no on the 15 dollars yeah. minimum wage with with a fucking thumbs down and she was supposed to be somebody who represented the people she makes one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year and she's she's not a fucking hero like this is yeah. somebody who we 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 chose who we give all this money to all of our public resources to and like this is how she represents us and so like that's why there's this rage with the villains and that's why there's going to be hell to pay with the public is because like we we put all of our faith in you. You are supposed to be good. You are supposed to represent us. You're supposed to protect us. And like you can't even protect our kids. Yeah. And that's me being a proud genderless parent because you know, like, <laughs> that's that's a bingo. That's <laughs> like, yeah. the most I've talked in this episode because I think I'm getting sick for all the listeners who are like, hmm, Jess has been a little quiet, but I just had to, I pulled out my soapbox. That's my <laughs> my charged discourse for the day. And I will, right. I will sit back in my chair in my bear hoodie now. We truly <laughs> do live in a society when yeah. you think about it. It really uh. do make a you think. <laughs> This episode in particular, like, made me think a lot about that in a lot more ways because they, they mm -hmm. I think they, like, show a lot of the consequences of Hero Society a lot better in this particular episode. Um, like, I, I'm just going to fucking jump around a little bit, but, like, You're good. whenever, like, Deku is recovering in the fucking hospital and, like, he has that, like, letter from his mom and, like, she calls him and it's, like, she is just, like, do, do you have to go back there? Like... Do you it's, really have to go to UA? Yeah, and uh, fuck, man. Like, this dialogue doesn't stop here either. 
Yeah, and good. Like, because I think Deku is also wrestling with the idea of, you know, like, like I like that is his passion. Like, he wants to be there for people, but like, and now he has responsibilities too. It's not right. even just wanting to. He has to literally save the world. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but like, it's 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 just a lot to think about, and like, it's I can absolutely like going on from like for this episode and the next few episodes which i've seen like you can really feel that weighing on him a little bit more after the events of the camp well and the thing that's so messed up about it too is it's like these kids are so young that they don't understand the systems that work like above them they don't Mm -hmm. like they themselves feel guilty. They themselves feel personally responsible for everything that happens. They, they're not even taught the the systems above no. them. Like yeah. when, like when they have to learn about like the Hero Uber app or whatever, right? Like it's like you're in school for three months and you didn't know how the payment works. Like yeah. I like I don't know. Like I went to college and I know how direct deposit works. Like, right. Shit, yeah. man. Like no, and ahead, it's though. it's just insane to think about because like as we're going to see in the next episode they take it upon themselves and and, and it's horrible because they have these teachers saying like no you can't do this and and we as the watchers and and they as the children are like oh no but we're heroes we have to and we don't see the larger picture here that like these adults are failing these kids Mm -hmm. you know like that that they shouldn't have this mentality and i think that like some of the professors really seem to get that and i think that's why like like best genius gets it Yeah. yeah And, and I think that Aizawa does. I think that's part of the reason Aizawa is so fucking frustrated with a lot of people so often is because, you know, Aizawa is basically like has this kind of similar mentality to Stain without the fucking intense rage. But he's he agrees. He's yeah. like, we're showboating like we're not. He's like, this isn't like UA is not about like this fun. Like everybody's included, like the best of the best. Like we're like it is that. But at its essence, it's like this is just a school. Like, this is if I were a teacher anywhere, I would be treating you the same way because this is really serious. Like Mm -hmm. for your safety, for my safety, for society's safety, like this is a serious job. This is a serious place. Um, And that's why he has that mentality. He's not there to, like, boost you up if you don't really deserve it, because he wants to make sure that people who get through are people who are going to better the world. And why is he like that? (laughs) Like I said, shit happened to him in his past that probably didn't happen to a lot of other people Mm -hmm. that made him that way. I, and I don't want to have people listen to this and like I know that there are some people like shout out to the person that gave us that review that was like oh it's all about the details I love this mm-hmm. we don't know who you are that rules tweet yeah, me thank you're you. the best it was, that was so very kind. kind it really yeah. was yeah I, that person probably knows because they said that they they listened to a bunch of different My Hero mm-hmm. podcasts but like I want to be clear here this is a slight spoiler but where we are going towards where the manga is right now we are in full societal collapse this is all leading up to that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there are people that are like at th- we're at chapter 305 right now people are like with chapter 302 or whatever they're like man my hero's getting political i'm just like what the fuck are you reading <laughs> yeah what are you reading yeah. Like, you think a character like Stain shows up and they talk about him for hundreds of chapters without him even being seen and you're like wow um what if the heroes aren't doing good it's like i know (laughs) me try harding this this fucking podcast the whole time to like frame it in the way Mm -hmm. of like 
we look like we're going towards full societal collapse and that's what the villains are after huh it's like yeah because it fucking we're going there we're mm-hmm. on that bus already <laughs> like the bus didn't pick us up halfway through and it's hard because i think that like in in maybe for some listeners or in like even just all of us as people it's very hard to have to hold two different beliefs that seemingly contradict one another like just as humans we're not programmed to think that way um you know and especially like if you're someone who's who's neurodivergent like you're it's it's very hard to to see things like in in nuances like that how can the good guys be doing a bad thing yeah the good right right yeah. it's like i can say all this stuff about how like yeah the system is failing them like like i in like I, I went on that little rant there right and it was very like stain-esque you know but like the thing is is it's like it's true it's true that these people like the heroes are they good people yeah i genuinely think that for the most part by and large they are good people yeah, Mount Lady's not a shitty person. No. <laughs> She's my wife. <laughs> it's just like it's you have to kind of hold those two beliefs at the same time so that you can look at your heroes and be like, okay, this is like a way in which you are perpetuating something that is bad. And you can look at the villains and you can you can say, like, I do not condone anything that you're doing, but I understand the source of your pain and like there is validity there yes. and people have yes. failed you. Like I said, we've been talking about this for a long time, but yeah. like I just wanted to clarify like this kind of talk is precisely why I wanted to do this show because I like I was getting mad at people like saying like, oh, like it's it's starting to get political. I was like, I don't know what you're watching or reading, dude. I'm just like right now. I'm just like that that video of like, honey, you got a big storm coming. Like that's that's <laughs> that's, that's me. That's me for this whole podcast. Oh my God. And I'll the last thing I'll say on this too, real quick, is just if you are somebody who like in, engages with with media. And like maybe maybe you listen to these things and I don't know, there's there's just like there's a fun uh, there's a fun aspect to it. It's like, about Green Naruto. Like it's it's yeah, fun. No, it's, it, there's a fun aspect to it if you look at the surface level surface level stuff. But I do think that there's something infinitely more satisfying with all media yeah. when you apply it to your life, to mm-hmm. to like how you're to your to your mental state, um, to to like where you stand in society and and where and like I don't know. It's just there's there's a whole second level to it. So if you're somebody who like sometimes doesn't necessarily feel comfortable engaging with that or if you're like, no, I don't know, that's looking too deep into things like I kind of urge you to just do it, though, and and to Mm -hmm. see where it goes, because I think that when you connect with anything on that deeper level, what you get out of it is so much more. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I I said it on Twitter, but my notes are literally as long as the Great Gatsby right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Not a joke at all. Like word level, it's the same thing. So like I I joke in my Twitter profile that I'm the world's foremost My Hero Academia um, scholar, but like genuinely at this point, though, (laughs) (laughs) you, you might be. With with this conversation, I am one million percent validated in my in my like big drive to do this show. Yeah, and like I also think like I I don't think I would have been on this show because like Nate, you were just like, hey, I want to do a my hero show, and like I could have said no. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing about the stuff we're doing that means that I have to only do podcasts with you. You nope. know, like nope. I I could have said no, but I'm like no. Like I think this show is like really interesting, and like mm-hmm. I, a lot of those themes are a big part of that. Like yeah. fucking cool ass anime punches are fucking awesome, but I mean those are also like pretty surface level you know mm-hmm. and i don't want anybody listening to this and, and like like that was not at all me like calling people out and being sure. like no. get good but like i don't mean it like that at all but just like yeah. i think there is something just very deeply enjoyable about like 
like yeah you can enjoy things you can just watch things and enjoy mm-hmm. things that's totally fine mm-hmm. but like to me all of the things that have meant the most to me and I think this is just true with everyone are the things that like you just feel at your core like either because you're like I relate to that character or or like I have been in that situation like I know mm-hmm. what this feels like and I think that like politics is something that we always shy away from or a lot of people shy away from because it feels uncomfortable but like think about what makes you feel uncomfortable engage with the things that make you uncomfortable like learn to be comfortable with holding two contradicting ideas learn to be comfortable with criticizing things that you love like like once you kind of learn to do that i think that you'll like who you are as a person a lot more and you'll get so much out of so much yeah you you can't grow as a person if you're comfortable like that's just how that works and it's not fun or easy to do but it's it's necessary honestly yes so anyway, Deku's going to eat some apples. Um, <laughs> those apples look good. They do look fucking, mm-hmm. really fucking good. good. There, is a, there is a like trend in this show of like people being given, I don't know if it's a Japanese thing, of people being given apples in hospitals, oh, but yes, every bitch. time they show it, it looks so fucking Makes tasty, me want to go get fucking hospitalized. Let's go. <laughs> you, just, you go to Japan, immediately get in a fucking fight with the first person yeah. you see. Wind up the hospital, so you got some of those apples. Hey, you got, you got, the, you got, the, you got that fucking... You got you that get, Fuji you, apple? You got that Fuji? Let's go. <laughs> But yeah, Deku has a note from his mom that's just like, hey, fucking, uh, call yeah. me. <laughs> it, it was like, I think the translation that was given in like the, the dub was like, eat this, then call me. Exactly the like, wording in Japanese. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear it. Yeah. If I get a call me text from my mom, like it's not, no. it's not good. But yeah, Deku is like, he, he, he wakes up. He says he was like feverish and coming in and out of consciousness, which is like an accurate hospital representation. If you're in there for like a, like a, like a big capital I injury, he remembers everything and he's like, oh, I beefed it. Shit. Mm-hmm. This is his first like hero failure. He's like done dumb shit in the past but this is his first like failure to act as a hero situation but then he's his thoughts are interrupted by the homies coming in and checking on him which i I love that like like it like they all he didn't have he didn't have these friends three months ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now they're all in the hospital fucking Minetta's got a Minetta's got a melon because of course he does, and he's he's so pumped about like this is the first these this is the first melon that Minetta will ever touch, I guess, and like he's so jazzed about it. He's like I could have reached him like this is like that's what my quirk is for. This is exactly what Aizawa said to me. He said you'll be you'll be decked and you'll turn into a useless doll after saving one person. Mm-hmm. The actual meaning of Deku like a mm-hmm. useless wooden doll and what did he turn into at the very end of that arc he saved one person and his arms were like wooden sticks mm-hmm. he was literally a Deku yeah. he's like I couldn't save one person right in front of me and one for all is the crystallization of the power that spins together the voices of those who need help and he tripped and fell the end and it's <laughs> it's interesting to to think too that like all Might and Deku at this point, like All Might, what has like two hours at most of his power, and Deku has two punches at most of his power. Mm-hmm. They're both on the opposite sides. One is waning, one is waxing. But when it comes when it comes to power, they're getting pretty close to fucking equals, and they're both yeah. having to deal with the consequences of 
if you use that at the wrong time or like, I mean, not even the wrong time. In the wrong way or too much. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's hard because like, I wouldn't even say it was the wrong way. Right. Like, I mean, Deku saved that kid from getting murdered like that. Mm -hmm. He would have died. Absolutely. Like Mm -hmm. Deku saved that kid from dying. So it's like, it's hard to say that that was the wrong place to use it. Um, you know, just like when All Might was on his way to the USJ thing, it's it's hard to say it was the wrong time to use it because he he did something right there. But at the same time, like their abilities don't allow them to do that twice, you know, and yeah. like he it cost him Bakugo. Exactly. When when in the uh, sports festival, Jess talked about like, you know, the show, the show letting Deku lose. And I mm-hmm. said when he does, you know, do those like that anime math or whatever, like. He almost purchases wins. It's almost like luck points in certain tabletop mm-hmm. RPGs where like you start the game with three luck points and like you use the luck points to change a failed role into a succeeded role. Mm-hmm. And when you run out of luck, like the DM will make bad shit happen to you and you can't fucking do anything about it. That's the same situation where Deku basically purchased a six. He purchased a nat 20 and it's just like, all right, well. That's your fucking arm. Yeah. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so this is like the natural progression of like the one of the big complaints about the show is like, oh, he fucking breaks his arm and then gets healed or whatever. But the doctor is like, hey, stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop doing this, dude. Like, you can't keep doing this. Like, and not like a don't do it. It's too rough on you. It's like you will lose your arms if you keep doing this yeah he said like two or three more times and you will not be able to use your arms anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you know this is a long series you got to imagine that like them saying two or three times you're like oh man i bet he's gonna fucking risk the biscuit in another time then yeah this is only season three (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so kirishima's like well then let's fucking save him then bro I fucking love Kirishima so much. Mm -hmm. Kirishima is like the fucking, like that meme of like the, but bro, you're my whole world, bro. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love him so much. Yeah. And this is the start of like, oh, Kirishima is a main character now. (laughs) Momo told All Might and Sukauchi about the tracker on the Nomu and All Might is like, fucking cool, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Fucking sick. I know it's fucking adorable. He's just like, you've, you've learned so much. I'm like, <laughs> what a good dad. I mean, seriously though, like I feel like that moment, like truly we do need to appreciate how smart of a move that was Agreed. for her to yeah. have mm-hmm. the knowledge to make a tracker and a receiver and to do that in the spur of the moment. Cause like when she, the first time I watched it, when she's like, Oh, I need to think of what I can do at this moment. I'm like, what like she's gonna like make a a a cannon right and like and like launch something at it and try to get it to come back like because your mind goes to like these kids just like no engage like they don't you know what i mean but like for the fact or for her to evaluate the situation and be like if they have something of ours that we need back what is the best way to go about this right now tracker like and and to like to make that jump really quickly like it was a smart move yeah this characterization didn't come out from nowhere either like Mm -hmm. this was like this is her whole journey she Mm -hmm. couldn't do shit before and now she's like all right uh it's tracker let's go Mm -hmm. (laughs) she wants to do more but all might is like that's proof that you're a hero but for now leave it to the pros Mm -hmm. and like need to remind you not everybody knows about all might's limits so like that comfort that he's giving people is fiat it's fake (laughs) which is like oh no the bill's gonna come due for this for sure shoto who is still not cooled off after the stain incident scolding that he got from the fucking um droopy dog Mm -hmm. 
Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, my God. Dog of the state. Paw Patrol. Uh, and Kirishima, who wants to get his friend back, they're going to suggest making another receiver to Momo. And I just want to point out that uh, in this flashback, Kirishima's outfit is fucking... It's it's Drip City. It rules, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's like a blue and yellow tiger yeah, thing. Bitch. It's like yeah. Ida's like I can't abide by this because we almost got killed by a motherfucker that just had a knife and no nose, and you're going against all for one the dude that ruled Japan. They don't know this, but the guy that ruled Japan for like at least eighty years. So uh, you have so Ida has basically what I can only describe as an outburst in the room with everybody there which is good because like Horikoshi uses these outbursts a lot where it's like, you think somebody has made like a character change, but they're still conflicted inside. Like mm -hmm. he does not better from the stain thing. He's just like, he's like, fuck you guys. You can't do this. I did this and I almost died. Mm -hmm. You almost died and you almost died. Mm -hmm. Fuck. And native almost died too. And I think that there's still like that frustration and guilt there, you know, that like, yeah. I mean, especially because like, to Ida, I mean, obviously he loves his classmates, but it's like in his eyes, the reason why he did that last time is because it was for the greatest cause. That's his brother. That's his family, mm -hmm. you know, and like he felt like he had no other option and he got, you know, sh like the Womp. shit beat out of him. Like he he mm -hmm. lost, you know, and he they were scolded. He acted outside of the rules, which is not something that a good student that a class rep should do. Um, so it's like he's carrying all of that. And now it's like oh, they want to do this again. But I just like, he's like, I, I just did this for the person who like I love most. And that was a bad call. And I realize that now. And so now we're doing this. So like you can't do that. Yeah. And, yep. and it's like the audacity, I guess, too, to like think that like when I did this, it was wrong, but now we're going to do this. You know, I don't know. I just feel like there's got to be a lot of conflict in his mind right mm -hmm. now about this. Mm -hmm. And Kirishima is like, I couldn't do anything to save him before. Mm -hmm. Hell, I didn't even try to do anything to save him before. I was in a mm -hmm. room with blood man. Like, fuck, man. What kind of a hero and what kind of a man am I if I don't do something now that I know that I can do something? And Sue, who had that whole you know, internship scenario where she learned the lesson to trust the system and trust the pros. She agrees with Ida and is like, you're right. We, like Bakugo needs saving, but you're going to be a villain if you do this. And mm -hmm. Kirishima is just like, you guys are all right. Obviously uh, this, we shouldn't do this, but Deku, your hand can still reach and we can still save him. And then I just have who boy yeah. after that, <laughs> the, uh, there, the, the, the difficult discussions in this, like, this is definitely going to be our longest episode and I don't mind that at all. Yeah. We're already like almost two hours of recording. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so, there's so much, there's such, there's such heft. And now we're at our final episode, uh, from Ida to Midoriya, this intro slaps. Uh, right back into the discussion, <laughs> Shoji speaks up and is kind of in the middle ground since he was also right there saving Tokoyami. He's like, I get it, but we can't get emotional and do a big doinker fuck up. We can't do this. Aoyama is like, it's very scary. We can't do this or whatever. And Tokoyami is just like, I'm not going to help. I fucking don't trust myself anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do this. There's like a long silence. And then Mineta's just like holding that melon still. <laughs> Um, and the doctor's like, hey, there's like 40,000 people in this room and I got to go tell Deku to stop punching. So get the fuck out. Yeah, kids. Hey, can, I, can I do my job, please? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Kirishima's like, we're doing it tonight. So it happens at midnight. Revelry yeah, the, in the, the dark. The crow flies <laughs> at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I have a scar update. 
Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We've got new scars on Deku's left arm from when it was punched by muscular over his uh, ulna and radius. And uh, on his right arm, um, hefty scars near his wrist uh, on his ulna and radius as well, as well as the interior of his arm. And like the anterior has like, it is bacon. Like mm-hmm. it is a major scar mm-hmm. from his shoulder to mid forearm. These will always be on Deku forever in this exact way. And he, Deku, will wear a brace on that arm for the rest of the show. I mean, how can you not, like, fuck, you know, (laughs) consequences for real. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, Deku had hysterical strength, like when a mom lifts a car to save her baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is like a real limit that your body has, by the way, like. That's why you can like eat steak all day, but when you bite your tongue, you're okay because mm-hmm. your brain is like, "What? No, yeah. <laughs> we can mm-hmm. we can bite through this, but let's not." Mm-hmm. So his ligaments are like damaged, uh, meaning it's not like a muscle issue of like ripping apart and growing back stronger. Like actual muscle building happens. This is the shit holding his joints together, and they're like fraying like cheap rope. And like we said before, if he does two or three more of these big punches, fucking like have a nice arm. Like yeah. not gonna happen. So he's like. Do rehab, work hard to protect those ligaments. He calls her Miss Recovery, and he says you must. she must be mad as hell at you, um, so don't let her down either. Um, oh, and here's a note from from some kid or whatever. It says Coda, and he says, healing begins in the mind, so stay posy. I liked that. I liked that he, you know, like, gave him the bad news, and it was like, that being said, you saved someone's life. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you, you, you did a good thing in a bad way. <laughs> This kid was going to die thinking yeah. that heroes suck, but exactly. now he's like, yeah, he's jacked about it. So the note says, sorry, I punched you in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> Get better so I can say thanks better, um, which I think is so fucking funny. Deku calls his mom to, to catch her up on everything. He's treating it like business as usual, but um, like Inko, his mom, true to her quirk, is trying to bring something small back to her. She asks, do you have to go to UA? And then I say, hi, I'm dead now <laughs> because that kills me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see uh, Endeavor, Best Genist, Mount Lady, Kamui Woods, Torino, Tiger, and two new heroes, Edge Shot and Gang Orca, mm-hmm. uh, both in the top 10, getting contacted by... St- they both look so fucking cool. Edshot rules, um, and Gang Orca fucking rules as yeah. well. Gang Orca is like ripped straight from Horikoshi's other comic, where it was like uh, animals and shit. Love so that like, shit, that fucking rules. You can tell that like he's gonna get some cool focus. Back at the hospital, Shoto and Kirishima are waiting and hoping that um, Momo will help, and she and Deku exit the hospital. But before they can talk, Ida shows up and like makes a plea that they fucking s- don't. <laughs> He's like, you saved me from acting alone and fucking up, and now you are going to act alone and fuck up, so I need to do the thing that you tried to do. Deku is like, okay, listen, so, like, I I know this is bad, but... And then he gets punched in the fucking face by Ida. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, the boys are fighting! Mm -hmm. He kind of deserved it, honestly. Oh, a trillion percent, yeah. yeah. Ida says, motherfucker, I am the class rep. I had to choose to go get help from pros at the USJ... Uh, over fighting and that saved all might's life and all of your lives i failed on my own advice in hosu and almost died along with you and native and when i saw you in the hospital all i could think about was my own brother Mm -hmm. and what he can only believe is like his deathbed Mm -hmm. a place where a pro hero passed on his name to me after being paralyzed permanently and now you want to go look for bakugo who's being held by people that were willing to try and kill us for no reason like, as a class rep, as a hero, as your friend, fucking nuh-uh, dude. Don't you yeah. fucking care how I feel about this? Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Ah, I've been shot in the heart. Ah. Yeah, like the fact that he straight up says, do you care about this or do you care about how I feel about this? Like, fuck, man, he's right. And something that I thought about, too, when he's doing this speech is like, like, think about the conversation that Tenya probably had with his parents after yeah. all of this like after he went out because he wanted revenge and he he was so upset about his brother because like obviously it seems like they have a close family so like yeah. i think about like after that all happens him going home tail between his legs the shame he might have for like mm-hmm. for like doing that because if a parent knew that you did that even if it was for your brother even if it was you know whatever it'd be like okay but we already lost like mm-hmm. in a sense one son or thought we were going to so your response to that is to go out and get yourself killed too like why like why would you not right. think about us like right. that's a selfish move yeah like there's a discount sale on fucking dead sons like don't do this <laughs> yeah, shit right. like, exactly stop it. so it's like i don't know there's just a lot like i really like Ida here because there's mm-hmm. a lot going inside of him there's a lot of conflict there's a lot of turmoil and it's it's kind of what we were just talking about it's holding the two like simultaneous beliefs like that what they're doing is right but also what they're doing is super fucking wrong and I don't know how to feel about this and this hurts me like on so many yeah. levels and uh Shoto is like okay what we're gonna do is we're planning to just gather info for the heroes mm-hmm. because we know specific information and, and all this sort of shit um we're not gonna fight we're going to follow the rules and we're going to lead towards saving Bakugo. We can't we can't not do anything. And Ida's like, well, then fuck it. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that you guys like actually do mm-hmm. what you say. Narrator Deku is a worse writer than me because he <laughs> says, remember when I said a big thing was going to happen? That's now. <laughs> just like, it's like, okay, I know. Thanks, Deku. Yeah. I'm watching the show, Deku. Maybe pay a little bit more attention in English class, bud. Uh- yeah. <laughs> Sukauchi uh, and the gathered heroes are preparing for a raid. So uh, Shigaraki is like asking Bakugo if he'll join the league. Bakugo like does not seem to be interested, which is comforting, right? Because mm-hmm. you assume that he'd be like, finally, I can let loose and kill or whatever. Yeah, love that bit. Ida apologizes for punching Deku and is like, I don't trust that you won't fuck up. So if we're going to fight, if, if there's going to be a fight, I'm turning this fucking car around, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. They kind of need that, honestly. Yep. Um, and Momo reveals to the audience that she thinks that this will be a moment where they can see just what they're up against and realize that they're, they're in over their heads so that they can all learn to get the hero's help. So she's like kind of doing like a covert teaching, uh, moment for the kids to be like, we're going to go there. We're going to see like, I don't know, 500 Nomu and like a bunch of scary dudes and be like, Kirishima, you turn into a rock. I don't like what are you mm-hmm. gonna do, buddy? <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, both Ida and Momo are both going into this with kind of like these ulterior motives of yeah. of like these like of them walking away with a little bit more knowledge and, and just being humbled a bit. Mm-hmm. And this that will happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I I like that like you're gonna learn something and be better heroes, and that's because that's literally the mini arc she just completed from the sports festival to now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're on their way to um something called Camino Ward, um which is like a big like shopping district kind of a like nightlife scenario. Some of the classmates don't like approve of this that they're doing this, and they know that they're doing it. Um, Uraraka is like Bakugo probably doesn't want to be like rescued. He wants to not be there, but yeah. he doesn't want mm-hmm. to be rescued. You know, I was thinking about that like the whole time. I'm like, yeah, no, this is just gonna make him. This is just gonna make him angrier. Like Deku revisits the phone call from his mom. His answer to "Do you have to go to UA?" is "I got everything from All Might, and since All Might chose me, I can't turn back." And like that's true, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like sit down. 
Um, in Camino, um, the kids decide they need disguises, and this is the like the funniest shit in the love world. Love this fucking, fucking scene. Deku was like stealth mode, <laughs> which so I good. love that. They go to a fucking Goodwill and get disguises, and it's very. Oh, good. the disguises are so good. <laughs> Rude Deku just saying, like, in Japanese, he's just like, oi, oi, oi. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's so very... fucking funny. Ida looking like fucking. Ida looks greasy. He looks greasy and he is greasy because he's like, there's a girl with a huge rack over there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like looking at their disguises again and pulling. They're so good. They're great. In the background of, of Kirishima's in Japanese, it says bonds, friends. Yes. Which is <laughs> very. I'm like, Kirishima oh. got that fucking drip, though. Kirishima looks great, honestly. Because Kirishima knows how to dress. He looks great. Shoto is wearing a wig over top of his hair, and it looks bad because he, well, which is smart because it's a dead giveaway who he is. Fucking, yeah, no, he looks like just a fucking throwaway Yakuza villain. He really (laughs) does. Uh, (laughs) Deku looks like a fucking GTA character. Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. The soul patch is so much. Ida is my favorite when Ida is like trying to be somebody he's not. It's just so funny. They're like, wait, Momo, couldn't you have made this stuff? And she's like, but no, it would ruin the economy. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, anyway, now no one knows that we're from UA. And then some, they hear, oh, UA. And they're like, fuck. But it wasn't for them. It's, uh. Uh, they weren't recognized. Eraserhead is on TV uh, and is true to his word by accepting the consequences of his actions. And they're doing the Japanese press conference bow and photo with Nezu and Vlad. And we've got Ponytail, Aizawa, and and Jess is having dessert right now. How are you doing over there, Jess? Ooh, it's, <laughs> it's a good look. Yeah. It's a He pulls it off. He pulls he, it off. He pulls it off really well. He's He took his first ever shower. Um <laughs> That's okay. I like it. I like a natural man. <laughs> That's okay. You're like, I'll teach him how. <laughs> I, I gotta look at a photo. I'm pulling it up. I'm t- pulling up Aizawa ponytail. I'm pu- I'm picking up my phone and looking the background at the phone. Yeah. Oh no, I've had it as my phone background before. <laughs> oh okay, honey, cool. yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. All right. Um, especially there are so many like panels from the manga where he does it, and it look oh, it's it's real good. Anyway, I'm looking at it again now. Uh, for my scientific um sure yeah for my dark passenger (laughs) yeah just so that the people listening um just understand uh it's a it's it's a good look and and the scar under the eye just mm, just adds to it it's good we love a damaged boy he's serving some looks in in well i guess not in court but um I mean, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aizawa <laughs> fucking hates being on TV, like we kind of said before. Um, he's not the showy hero, mm-hmm. so uh, he hates the press. But now here he is basically being asked, uh, hey, how can you sleep at night? Um, that's fucked up, man. And he's like, and I don't. And he's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have you seen me? <laughs> I sleep during the day in class on the job in a sleeping bag, <laughs> like like a normal person. They're like, what are what are you, what is the school going to do? And Nezu is like, we're going to beef up security. Uh but like clearly the damage is done and all around the kids, people are losing faith in heroes. Um, and Stain's view is like totally like infecting the population and giving rise to uh, Shigaraki's decay. They like, hello, it's the theme. The theme's at the door for you. Your DoorDash is here. Oh, oh, hello. Theme of the show. <laughs> Shigaraki is asking Bakugo, why is it okay that saving lives means glory and money um, and the villains are all blamed and punished and not encouraged and reformed? Fair point. There's a lot of people that like, just as a simple example, like 
A lot of people in jail for weed for no reason. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> a lot of people that were trying to get out of a poverty scenario by selling drugs that don't need to be there, and it's just fucking weed anyway. So, you know, it's not it's not killing, you know, school children, but, like, still, there are real-life parallels. He's about to start another monologue, but, like Cam said, like, he's interrupted by Bakugo fucking blasting him and knocking one of his face hands off, um, his face palm or whatever, I don't know. Uh, Bakugo says, bro... I want to be a hero. You don't know me at all. I can't win and be like All Might if I just exist to fuck things up that I that All Might helped put into place. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to win like All Might. Do you not know, like, who the fuck were you looking at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, the reason I was mad at the sports festival was I wasn't serving looks. I was fucking... He didn't win on his terms. We were having, like, an emotional time about <laughs> our backstories. Oh, this shit is never going to change for me, boy. Uh, and I love that. I love that Bakugo is like, no, I'm an asshole. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shigaraki looks at the hand and calls it dad again. And like, remember that hands are like a symbol for control and agency in film and in motion pictures. <laughs> and so while Shigaraki has matured a bit, like his character design kind of hints that like, he is having control being exerted on him, yeah. right? Like even down to like the fucking like the OP, like the opening where it's like mm-hmm. him kneeling and there's a hand on the top of his head. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. whose film degree is it now, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Please take. You can take it. Have the debt. I'll give you my Nelnat login. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Get acquainted with good old Sally May. Yeah. <laughs> uh... We will meet the person uh, controlling Shigaraki next time. As the raid and the kids' missions intersect next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and finally, that brings us to the end of our longest Ooh, episode, probably. But yeah. you know what? <laughs> this is literally the episode. <clears throat> I didn't think that we were going to have these discussions here, but this is the absolutely the episode that I was like, yeah. this is where the show starts for me. Sure. Like this podcast, this is where it starts. No, for I me. finished I finished watching the episodes and I'm like, oh, this oh, we have a good fucking time today. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to have a real good time. So, yeah, next time we are watching the all for one arc episodes 47 48 49 and 50 four episodes mm. this whole season it's it's four episodes um, uh, turtles all the way down so don't worry about that but no advertisements no um, yeah i'd say hulu hates me but this is if anything them getting me out of something that i wish i didn't start in the first place so <laughs> do i dare ask if we have anything else to say <laughs> i think we're good i'm but. good fuck minetta i'm fuck happy minetta. he was barely in these episodes Wish he fucking died. The only good thing he's ever brought anyone is a melon. Yeah. And that costs a dollar. Come on. Punch him in his fucking melon. Yeah, come on, Minetta. Fuck. Yeah. So, everyone, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. As stated, next time we'll be talking about episodes 47 through 50. If you like these episodes or think we missed something, I fucking doubt it. But hit us up at, <laughs> at Big3Cast on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. Lots of wild. We're talking about fractals. We're talking about French fries. There's a lot of stuff happening there. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz. Uh, for some more good shows like this one. And and it's very important that you do know and tell your parents mm-hmm. that the biz does stand for business. Yeah, very important. Very important. Our show art is by Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at Jules VZ. I can be found at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at a wild Jessichu. And I can be found at at the Camdy Man. And this has been the big three. Peace. Peace.